the Dallas Stars are going into the Christmas break riding high off a huge win over their division rivals, the Minnesota Wild. On today's show, I'll be teaming up with Seth Topol of Locked On Minnesota Wild to break down last night's huge Dallas Stars win. We'll talk about what we liked and disliked from our respective teams. And then to wrap up the show, we'll talk a little bit about the recent NHL news of the shutdown between now and the end of Christmas. All of this coming up on a Tuesday edition of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a special crossover edition of Locked On Wild and Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making both Locked On Wild and Locked On Stars your first listen every day. Just as a reminder, both shows are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On the agenda for today, we recap the Dallas Stars 7-4 win over the Minnesota Wilds. What went right for the Stars? What went wrong for the Wilds? And in case you missed it, a little bit of news with the NHL that we will discuss as well. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked On Wild, joined by the host of Locked On Stars, Dane Lewis. And Dane, after a 7-2 romp for the Minnesota Wilds, the last time these two teams faced off, uh, Dallas gets the last laugh, winning 7-4. So let's just uh, let's just dive right in. What were some of the big things that you noticed uh, in the game tonight that uh, went well for the Stars? Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway from this game from the Stars side of things and something they didn't do particularly well about a month ago when these teams met up in Minnesota uh, is they just found a lot of really good consistency within the offensive zone, uh, especially early in the game whenever the Stars were back, uh, you know, a while back winning seven games in a row. A lot of those games started out uh, with a goal within the first minute or two minutes of the game and the Stars were able to do that tonight with that oh so dangerous top line. Joe Pavelski puts the first, uh, you know, goal pass uh, Cam Talbot for the Stars, and uh, I think that was just huge for the momentum for this Stars team, uh, and they never really gave up. Esselindel obviously getting the shorthanded goal not too much longer after that, um, but then Ryan Hartman came back down. It looked like we were in for quite the shootout, quite the instant classic between these two teams uh, in the early stages of this game, but I think up until kind of the end of the game when uh, Minnesota pulled Talbot with about nine minutes left uh, in the game, I think Dallas controlled the offensive zone really well. Um, a little bit harder to do that when you're playing six on five. Um, but I, I don't think I'd ever seen a goalie get pulled that early into the third period. But I think that was the smart move from Minnesota. I mean, down three goals, trying to get off a losing streak of their own. And, uh, you know, with just all the the frustrating scheduling consistencies that the team has had. Uh, I think that they really challenged the Stars, but thankfully the Stars were able to to hold together and kind of stand their ground. And Jamie Benn uh, getting the dagger in the empty net eventually. Uh, it took a little bit of time, but you know, I, I really liked what I saw offensively from the Stars tonight. A nice change of pace uh, against what we saw back when they lost five straight last week. And you know, the the thing that I noticed, kind of flipping it to what I observed about the Stars, is you know, from a goaltending perspective, I mean, people will look at the box score and say four goals. You know, that's not um, it's not the best, but at the same time, you know, the Wild have had a handful of those games so far this year where you don't necessarily need your goalie to be on their A game. You just need them to make some of the big saves throughout the course of the game. And, uh, you know, the the Stars did what they needed to do 
obviously when your offense gets out to that uh, that early push two one, um, and then you know it got tied up at two two, then three two, and from there they never looked back. Um, very much a wild script for uh, for how they've won a lot of games so far this year. Yeah, certainly, and and not to take too much credit away from the wild because some of those goals were, were really nice and well played, especially the Kaprizov one. Uh, but Jake Gunter, as you mentioned, giving up four goals and definitely nothing to to scoff at from an offensive side. I think on on an average night, uh, and some of those goals, Minnesota just made really good plays on some kind of broken wild puck uh, type situations. I think even that Fiala goal uh, in the third period was kind of the same idea. The puck got a little bit loose, but you know the Wild were just in a good position to make a nice play. Uh, but like I didn't hate what I saw from Ottinger, but definitely not his best performance. But I'm sure that he and the team are glad to get the win. But I mean, and I think that's just one of the strengths of this wild team is, you know, they can just strike so quickly uh, and they have guys that can, you know, perform even when things are, are kind of going crazy with the, the play broken, especially that Kaprizov goal. I think it bounced off two or three guys and he was kind of falling backwards and still got the puck on the net. And so really good effort by him and clearly not a, a flute goal from him, as I know he's having a fantastic sophomore season. Uh, but overall, I liked what I saw from Ottinger and, and did a pretty good job overall against the team in Minnesota that can, you know, could have easily put up seven goals in this game as well. And they did put up seven goals against the Stars last time they met up. Uh, quite a bit of physicality in this one tonight. There were um, a couple of different fights. And, you know, I don't know if that's um, just a, a result of the uh, the last two time, uh, the last time that these two teams matched up or, or where the Wild are at with having had um, a handful of games postponed here within the last two weeks. But, uh, you know, I, it's it's something that I think we missed out on so much last year with some of those good central division rivalries and wild stars is obviously tied together from uh, from the history of the team. And so, you know, I, you don't like to see like the fighting kind of impact the game. But at the same time, I, I don't mind seeing a little bit of, a, you know, a, a little bit of a chippiness physicality between these two teams. It's just it's just nice to have those central division rivalries back. Yeah, it's been really nice to see a lot of the games that the stars have played against central division opponents have had a little bit of that chippiness to them, maybe outside of Arizona as they're still kind of getting acquainted to the division, but still even those games for Dallas were physical and kind of, kind of really close games. Some of the more, um, you know, tighter margins as far as the final score goes. But yeah, I know Jamie Ben had to get held back by his brother uh, <laughs> at one point. After a, after a little altercation, he got sent to the penalty box. So, yeah, as much as you know, you don't want to see too many fights in the game. I think it's always good for the the game to fuel a little bit uh, within the players, just when there's kind of that physical edge and uh, a little bit of confrontation involved. Especially, you know, like you said, these teams missed each other last season, didn't play each other at all. So it had been a while since they'd been together. And I think you know that first game has had a little bit of physicality to it, but then it got you know out of hand uh, about the midway point of that first meeting, and so it lost a little bit of its touch. But this game is a little bit closer for a little bit longer. So it had a little bit more edge to it. If you had to anoint a player of the game for the stars, uh, for the win, who, uh, who would you go with? Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I want to almost give it hmm, either Tyler Sagan or Miro Haskin. And I think I'll give it to Tyler just because he's been under so much fire recently and rightfully so he hasn't been playing very well. Um, but I think, you know, he had one goal tonight, obviously. And uh, overall, I think played a really good game, had some other really nice looks at the net throughout the game. Miro Haskinen hadn't scored a goal in a while either. Uh, still been involved with the Stars team, kind of coming off a, a non-COVID-related illness 
Um, but nice to see him get back in the scoring column as well as far as the goal. But I think Tyler Sagan, uh, and that's why I have his jersey up behind me if you're watching the, the video version, uh, nice to see 91 get back on track. And hopefully we'll see that more from him uh, after this kind of Christmas holiday break that's now extended. Uh, and maybe we'll see 91 take back a little bit more of, of his former self uh, as the season continues to go on because the stars desperately need him and several other guys to step up if they're going to continue to try to make up some ground in this division. For sure. And we'll uh, we'll talk kind of about the current state of the NHL uh, a little bit at the end of the show today. But we are going to flip to some of the things that went wrong for the Wild. Obviously, on the Wild front, a big injury in tonight's game that uh, is not looking good um, for Jewel Erickson X. So we'll talk about that and some of the other things that went wrong for the Wild when we continue today's crossover edition of Locked on Wild and Locked on Stars after this. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all the insights. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Free phone, li- uh, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Continuing today's crossover edition of Locked on Wild and Locked on Stars. Thank you for making both Locked on Stars and Locked on Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, both shows are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts and whenever you listen to podcasts. Seth Topol joined by Locked on Stars host Dane Lewis. Dane, on the wild side of things, it's been a rarity but uh, not a particularly good night for Cam Talbot. And it was a, uh, it was a little bit of the opposite of what we saw in the, uh, the Buffalo Sabres loss in that, you know, Talbot really was the only one. It seemed that uh, that kept the team in the game against the Sabres. Whereas tonight, you know, he had, uh, he had a little bit of a rough one, but uh, the team was trying to pick him up and, We've talked at points, Wild fans have uh, expre- expressed displeasure with how the uh, the goaltending situation started out. And, you know, for this to be kind of the blemish on Talbot's um, ledger over the last five or six games, it's going to happen. Every now and again, you're going to have a goalie just that does not have a particularly good night. And um, on this night, the Dallas offense is just a little bit better than the Wild's offense. Yeah, and I think it's it's so interesting because I think both teams were led by their top lines. And I know uh, we've talked a, l- a little bit about it on Twitter about which team had the, the best top line. And I think right now it's, uh, you know, the Stars had their moments, but the Wild had their moments as well. Um, and I think, you know, just the Stars top line got up to a little bit of a quicker start. And historically this season, uh, that's, you know, been the recipe for success for this Stars team. So uh, curious to see how these matchups will unfold as the rest of the season goes on because we know these teams uh, we'll, we'll match up a few more times this season. Uh, but you mentioned it kind of before we took a break. Uh, what have you heard or seen post game regarding Joel Erickson? Eck? Obviously, like you said, 
uh, in a sling, looking like he might be out for a little bit of time uh, over the coming days. So what have you seen or heard regarding his status? Uh, let me pull up the latest tweet from Michael Russo. Um, if I can find it, there have been a lot of uh, a lot of comments on it. Uh, from what uh, from what we were told, Erickson Eck was seen in a sling uh, heading onto the team bus after the game. And from what Dean Evison said, uh, it's not looking particularly good. So it looks as though we are going to uh, be without the services of the Wilds' top center, which is a huge loss for this team on top of losing Jared Spurgeon and not having him available for tonight's game. Uh, so obviously that's just a massive loss for this team. Uh, as for how they will fill that spot on the roster, it remains to be seen. Most likely is going to be just a call-up at this point and a elevation of one of the other centers on the roster. But as the guy that not only is one of the top players on this team, but also does a really good job of pestering and frustrating his opponents. That's a very tough spot on the roster to fill. And so obviously that void was pretty evident uh, when Erickson Eck left the game and didn't return. That's when things started to kind of get out of hand uh, for the wild a little bit more in particular. Yeah. And it just seemed like, you know, that was maybe kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back for this wild team as they've been through so much just the scheduling and and obviously the the whole NHL now is kind of in that realm. How much do you think that this loss is attributed to the scheduling conflicts rather than maybe re the stars, I guess, outplaying, you could say the wild. How much do you think that the scheduling makes an impact on the outcome of this game? I think it weighs in because obviously the last game that the wild played was um, against the, well, now I got to pull it up so that I don't, uh, don't sound like I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about, but obviously the Wilds schedule has been just completely uh, thrown off. The uh, The last game that the Wild played was, of course, against the Buffalo Sabres. But before that, you have to go all the way back to their uh, their final game of the road trip against the Vegas Golden Knights, in which they uh, they lost six to four. And that was back on December 12th. So the Wild played that game on the 12th against the Golden Knights. And then they had the uh, the game against the Carolina Hurricanes postponed. They lost to Buffalo on Thursday. Then they had Saturday's game postponed against Florida. And now they had uh, Thursday's game against Detroit postponed as well. So I'd, I'd like to give credit to to Dallas because I think they just they came out and they played better to start the game. And um, obviously that is a huge factor into why the Wild lost. But it's just it's hard to ask a team, I think, to play a game, to get ready for a game, have it postponed, then play another game, then have the game after that postponed. And it's just it's too much start and stop, I think. And, you know, I I'm not going to attempt to blame the NHL um, for announcing the full stop of the season until after Christmas seems a little odd to do it during the only game on the schedule. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to suggest that that factored in, but it's, it's just one of the prices you pay, I guess, for being one of the only teams not dealing with COVID-19 
is that if you're playing a bunch of teams that are dealing with it and those games get postponed, then you're not playing either. So it's, it's just, it's one of those just bad situations. And um, it it's just the unfortunate part of where the schedule's at right now is that it seems like every time the wild try to play a game, it ends up getting postponed. Yeah. I, I think that that it, at least from a star's perspective, I think that, you know, myself and other fans recognize that it's good that Dallas won this game, but I, it comes, you know, uh, you know, it doesn't just come as a normal win against, you know, a healthy Minnesota team that's been playing consistently. Uh, you know, I think just with the grit and grind of any sports season, you know, players and coaches get into their routine and they, you know, they do the things that they do at practices, morning skates and, and things like that game planning. And when all of that gets thrown out of, you know, it's consistency, I think that that's definitely something that, you know, can affect a team and, uh, you know, get the, you know, uh, the worst result out of them and, uh, you know, cost them to lose games. And yeah, certainly weird that, you know, they hadn't played since the 16th and now they potentially won't play again until 2022 in the winter classic. Uh, who knows if that Winnipeg game scheduled for the 27th is going to get, uh, get to be played then. Uh, I can't imagine that it will, but I guess you never know. Uh, but certainly something to factor in for the stars, which, uh, Nice that they were able to capitalize on that, but of course, difficult for the Minnesota Wild, their team, their fans, their personnel, uh, just, you know, makes it so difficult. And I, I don't know how the Stars have avoided COVID troubles. They've had several guys that have been sick uh, with non-COVID related illnesses. But as far as I know, at the time of recording this, no positive tests uh, within the team and the organization. So I don't I don't know how that happens and how so many other teams are just ridden with COVID. Um, I, I guess that's just the nature of the beast sometimes, but. Yeah, kind of was there was a moment, you know, throughout the day today and prep Monday in preparation for the game where I was like, maybe something will, will pop up for either team and we'll see a cancellation. But yeah, also very odd, like you said, for the NHL to announce the cancellation in the middle of this game, in the middle of the second period, just felt super odd, super off to me as well. Yeah. And I, I mean, to take a positive from this game, I mean, this is this is one that I'm going to pretty heavily suggest just gets flushed from the memory banks, but uh, Kevin Fiala, two goals tonight. It was good to see him get going. It's been a struggle for Fiala, and not a lot of that is necessarily his fault uh, with the line mates that he's been put on and the spot in the lineup that he's been put for most of the season. But it was really good to see him get back into the swing of things with a couple of goals, could nearly have had a third. And the last time he scored, went uh, went on the show and, and tried to hype up, hopefully, him kind of getting to that that run that we know he's capable of. And so now I'm going to do it again in hoping that uh, that this is the first couple of a long line of goals uh, for Fiala to kind of get back to where he should be scoring-wise. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah. He was definitely giving the Stars some fits tonight, even moments where he wasn't scoring. Just about any time he had the puck, he made me nervous watching the game. Uh, <laughs> certainly a very gifted player on a very gifted lineup that, uh, you know, still, you know, Kirill Kaprizov, like I said, nice goal. Uh, Ryan Hartman, nice goal for the star, or for the Wild against the Stars. And, you know, just not the the outcome that Minnesota was looking for. But, you know, maybe we'll get to see both these teams match up and, you know, later on in this season uh, with healthy rosters and with a little bit more consistency in the schedule. Yeah, I uh, I agree fully. Um, so Kevin Fiala, I think, would be my player of the game for tonight. Let's look at just, we talked a little bit about it, but let's look at kind of where things are at with the NHL and uh, when we can start to look at potentially having games back on the schedule. We'll finish up today's crossover episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Stars after this. 
Today's episode of Locked on Stars and Locked on Wild is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Stars. Thank you for making both shows your first listen every day. And Dane, obviously, as we talked about, it was uh, announced during the game that the uh, entirety of the NHL has been put on a little bit of a pause until after Christmas. There was a break in there uh, already, but from the sounds of it, um, things will be put on uh, on a little bit of a hold here, and then they will reassess and try to get the uh, get the schedule back in order. After that, I mean, I, I, it's the right call. I'm I'm not going to argue that one bit because of where where things are at with multiple teams having been fully shut down, and uh, you know the fact that the two teams that squared off here tonight were uh, two of the f- last few standing without any COVID nineteen issues. My question though is like, how do we get? How do we hit the play button again? Like, what what does the NHL need to do? in order to uh, to kind of keep things rolling here. Obviously, the Winter Classic is a huge target for the NHL to try to get that game uh, off without a hitch. But, like, uh, do we just – does the season just start after January 1st? Like, what what, what do we need to do to, uh, to hit the play button again? Yeah, I, I totally agree. As frustrating as it is to see this pause, just because of how exciting this season has been, uh, I think it's the right decision in terms of looking to get the season back to normal. My only concern, and I know several other people have mentioned it too, uh, is what they're going to do with these games that have been postponed. Uh, there's talks of maybe during you know that February stretch with the Olympics of trying to get games redone then, um, but also many people have brought up the, you know the owners of those arenas where teams play uh, weren't just going to let their building sit empty and quiet for two weeks. They were going to have concerts or, you know, some kind of event in those buildings. And so I'm curious to see what the NHL's course of action is for getting these games that have been postponed to be rescheduled, because a lot of these games are, you know, at least I know the stars have a game that was canceled on Wednesday against another divisional opponent in the jets, as well as on Thursday against the Blackhawks. So these are super important games for the stars. And I know several other teams as well, uh, looking, you know, to play key divisional games or games against uh, some other, you know, top talent in the NHL. Um, so I think that's kind of the biggest question. But I think, you know, as far as trying to get things back on schedule as normal, I think this is the right cause of right now. As difficult uh, as that is, you know, for myself and I know you and other uh, people who cover this league and even just fans of this league and probably even the teams uh, to kind of go through. I think if we have any chance of, uh, you know, getting back on track, hopefully kind of this break, uh, will slow the spread a little bit, allow people to recover. Uh, and I know, you know, that there's several players. I, I know I talked about on the show the other day that several players have already gotten their vaccination boosters. And so I know the players and it seems team personnel are doing all that they can do 
in order to, uh, you know, get back to normal here with the schedule. And so it's just kind of a matter of how the NHL front office wants to kind of see things play out. Yeah. And, you know, it, it brings up the other big ticket item that has not yet been announced, but it seems like it's certainly trending uh, towards not happening. That, of course, being the Olympics. And I I don't know when we'll get the uh, definitive official word that uh, that the NHL is not sending players to the Olympics. But I got to feel like with this announcement that that announcement is going to be coming relatively soon. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, you know, by the time this comes out on Tuesday, there's a good chance that there could have already been an announcement made. Maybe the NHL wanted to hold off after dropping their other news in the middle of (laughs) the only NHL game on the schedule uh, to bum everybody out that was watching it. Um, So maybe, you know, by the time that this is out, people are hearing this. There's already been an announcement made. But yeah, I I totally agree that it kind of feels like a win rather than an if at this point. Um, Just looking at the schedule for both teams, obviously the Winter Classic is circled on the calendar several times in permanent marker. That game is going to happen for sure. I can't speak to whether or not the Wild will play Winnipeg because uh, travel to Canada uh, has been shut down by the NHL for now. Uh, so it's very possible in uh, in previewing tonight's game, uh, I put the episode title as one final tune-up for the Winter Classic, it's very possible that that ends up being the final game that the Wild play before the new year, which would be just crazy. And, you know, that's just kind of where we're at um, at this point. We just got to, I guess, wait and see what happens and uh, and hope that things pick up after there. What, uh, what do the Stars have coming up, Dane, uh, for games after this one? Yeah, I got the schedule pulled up right here. Uh, Their next game as of right now will be at home on Monday the 27th, which the NHL did announce tonight. That's when they expect things to pick back up. Uh, I think teams can report back to their facilities on the 26th after like 2 o'clock in their own time zone, but then games will resume on the 27th. Uh, And, you know, Dallas keeps the divisional games going. They've started on the 14th, played St. Louis. And, I mean, I think to close out this month, they have Nashville at home on the 27th and then a trip to Colorado on the 29th and then back home on the 31st on New Year's Eve for another date with the Avalanche. Uh, And so some big games for Dallas coming up, like I said, uh, a lot of big divisional games. And hopefully, you know, these won't get postponed because these are huge, huge games as far as the implications of standings go. And, uh, you know, who's going to fall where? Because, you know, after, you know, Monday night's win, uh, I think Dallas is only like two or three points behind Winnipeg and Colorado's not too far behind, you know, too far above them. And uh, Nashville, you know, surprising a lot of people this season. I think they're second in the division right now. Yep. Uh, as where things stand. And so and Dallas took a pretty bitter loss to them earlier in the season uh, back. On, I think November 10th was that game. So it's been a while since they've met up. Uh, but Nashville and Dallas, I would say, you know, the Predators are probably the star's biggest rivals. And I think many people would say that. So always exciting to watch those teams get together. So fans can only hope that we're going to get to see that one play out. Uh, and the stars, you know, a very different team. Uh, than they were back on November 10th when they played this Predators team for the first time. And I think that there's potential for that to be an exciting game for the Stars as well. Well, we'll hold our breath and uh, wait and see kind of how things play out here after the holidays. But uh, that'll put a bow on today's crossover episode between uh, Locked on Wild and Locked on Stars. So now that your first listen for both shows is done, make sure to swing over to Locked on Bets. For your second listen of the day, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. 
Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Locked on Bets is free and available on all podcast platforms, just like both Locked on Wild and Locked on Stars. Available everywhere you listen to podcasts, available anytime you listen to podcasts. Make sure to follow both shows to keep up to date on both the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild throughout the rest of the 2021-2022 season. And uh, you can find new episodes for both shows every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.